Hello and welcome back to another episode of Discipleship.ca. My name is Teresa and with me today is... Steve. Thanks for joining us as we have another discussion with the hope, prayer, and goal of encouraging you in your daily walk of faith and journey towards Christ-likeness as we explore scripture, faith, and the Christian life, as well as talking about what Jesus is teaching us on our own journeys of faith. Today we are in Psalm 36. Slowly making our way through. Slowly. Do you want to... uh, Only 114 more to go. Slowly. I was actually thinking about this as I was preparing this psalm this week. How it's been 36 weeks of doing psalms. (laughs) Yes, it has. I don't know why you're laughing at me. (laughs) Well, Psalm 36, one a week. Let me figure out how many weeks has it been. (laughs) It's it's a hard question. Um, It's been pretty close to 36 weeks since we did our podcast. Like, I know we didn't start into our different things right away. Yeah. Um, Yeah, we did. We did? We did an introductions. Okay. Then a psalm. And then one of mine on a Thursday. So Psalm 1 was the very first week of our podcast? Uh, No. Okay. The introduction was like a Thursday the week before. Psalm 1. But technically, I think we dropped like five at once or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we did a lot of prepping ahead. Yeah. Which... Because all of the Google articles said, have at least three to six... Podcasts right away. Our, oh, like you actually draw. Oh, I see what like you're saying. All at once. Yeah, I got you. Okay, cool. Anyways, do but you yes, w- we have been doing it for 36 <laughs> weeks. That's really cool. Okay, do you want to read for us Psalm 36 <laughs> so we get back on uh, track? I would love to. Thank you. Uh, Psalm of David. Transgression speaks to the wicked deep of his heart. <laughs> there is no fear of God before his eyes, for he flatters himself in his own eyes that his iniquity cannot be found out and hated. The words of his mouth are trouble and deceit. He has ceased to act wisely and do good. He plots trouble while on his bed. He sets himself in a way that is not good. He does not reject evil. Your steadfast love, O Lord, extends to the heavens. Your faithfulness to the clouds. Your righteousness is like the mountains of God. Your judgments are like the great deep. Man and beast you save, O Lord. How precious is your steadfast love, O God. The children of mankind take refuge in the shadow of your wings. They feast on the abundance of your house, and you give them drink with the rivers of your delight. For with you is the fountain of life. In your light we do see light. O continue your steadfast love to those who know you, and your righteousness to the upright of heart. Let not the foot of the arrogance come upon me, nor the hand of the wicked drive me away. There are evildoers who lie fallen. They are thrust down unable to rise. Hmm. Thank you. Yes, I love this. So in my reading, when preparing preparing for this, Matthew Henry, I read in his commentary where he said that this psalm helps us to consider the sinfulness of sin Mm -hmm. and the goodness of God and how gracious he is. Yeah. And then it said something that I thought was interesting and very true. I mean, talking about good, we know there's no good in us apart from Christ, but in in our worldly standards, not every good man is actually a servant of the Lord. But David here is called a servant of the Lord. Yeah. Right? He is righteous because of God. He seeks after God and wants his um, leading and direction in his life and wants to honor him. <clears throat> yeah. So in that, our own sinfulness is revealed to us. The closer we get to God, the more we see that our sin is so dark. Yeah. But in that... We see the goodness of God and the graciousness of him in our life and rescuing us from that. Yeah, and that is 
what the Psalms really are all about. <laughs> it is, and and it's the thing. That's how you know that someone is uh, in their spirit, in their heart, is is on the journey towards that sanctifying process, yes, that, that regeneration, that regeneration, yeah. that ever becoming more like Christ. Is that as we draw closer to God, the ugliness of our sin mm. actually is greater, and that's that dynamic when people become believers, right? right? Typically, um, the battle with sin begins to become much more defined, right? It's not just yes, live whatever way you right. want. Yeah. Suddenly, we, we begin to uh, you know, show the fruit of the Spirit in our life and mm-hmm. do all these different things, but all of a sudden, those deeper, inner kind of things right. really become troublesome to our spirit because right. in the light of what God is calling Absolutely. us to, it's, it's so Absolutely. much more. And we see in verse 1 how it speaks to that in, in that it says, transgression speaks to the wicked deep mm. in his heart. There is no fear of God before his eyes. Like, there is none of that, yeah. right? He is blinded by his sin. He disregards God. He has no place for him in his heart. And in that, it goes on in verse 2 to say, for he flatters himself in his own eyes that his iniquity cannot be found out and hated. So he believes he's untouchable, right? He believes that his sin cannot be found out, that there's no repercussions, there's no consequences. Yep. And how often, I was thinking, how often do we think that this is us, if we're honest? Like, (laughs) you know, those those little sins or even the big sins, whatever's in our heart, it's going to be fine. You know, sometimes our, in our arrogance, we feel that we are untouchable. We feel that yeah. there will be no consequences for the choices that we make, for the sins that we allow. Yeah, that flattering bit, right? Right. Spurgeon said, to smooth over hmm. one's own conduct to one's conscience, which is the meaning of the Hebrew, is yeah. to smooth out one's own path to hell. Oh, yeah. Interesting, yeah, hey? Yeah, that's I guess that's accurate. pretty accurate. It's well, a little, little when they disregard God and they believe that they're untouchable, you are mocking yeah. God, and it's this very clear in Scripture not to do that. So we know on this side of the cross that there is a consequence for that. Yeah. Verse 3 goes on to describe what wicked is, right? The words of his mouth are trouble, yeah. deceitful. He has ceased to act wisely and do good. So he, at one point he, di- he did, at this yep. kind of lets you believe at one point there was wise and acts of goodness and rightness, but that's no longer happening. Yeah. We see that he plots trouble in verse 4. So he lies in bed and thinks about the things that he right. can scheme and plan. And he sets himself in a way that is not good. Mm-hmm. And he does not reject evil. So if you do not reject evil, what are you doing? You are accepting it in your yeah. life. And you are allowing it so to be in charge of you and take over. So this is what is describing what wicked is. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's pretty clear, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How so, often do you lie in your bed and mm-hmm. think about things and stew on them? Right. And plan the things yeah. that you're going to plan. And here it's saying plots, right? <laughs> plots. Yeah. Uh, that would be every morning. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think when you're planning don't. your day, that maybe is a little different. But when you're specifically plotting well, evil. Yeah, but, <laughs> but are you planning your day? Based on God's will. Or man, I don't want to do this and I don't want to do that and yeah. I don't want to have to deal with this person and oh, I'm going to get to work and the first thing that's going to happen is this. <laughs> and, uh, right. Yeah, that's good questions. All good questions. And then it switches in verse 5. Mm. 
Your steadfast love, O Lord, extends to the heavens. Your faithfulness to the clouds. That's a song, I think. Isn't that a song? Mm. I think we. Uh, it is. In the nineties. Yeah, I felt like it's a song again. But <laughs> so here, David goes on to extol God's love. Right to the heavens, faithfulness to the clouds. It's beyond us. It's immeasurably more than we can even imagine. Mm-hmm. It goes higher than we even think. Just continues forever. And then in verse six, it talks about his righteousness like the mountain, the mountains of God. Yeah. And then this, I loved this. Like, why mountains? What were what would make him want to say that his righteousness is like the mountains? And when I was reading, um, I thought it was good. Matthew Henry, I did a couple of one, but this time I actually read Matthew Henry, and he said that um, it's God's love is immovable. Yeah. It's inflexible, like the like a mountain. Yeah. Um, it's so conspicuous, conspicuous and evident to all the world, to everyone who sees it. For no truth is more certain, no more plain than this, than a mountain is, that the Lord is righteous. And I thought that was very good. Yeah. To for those think of that. for those of you that don't know, hmm. uh, Matthew Henry is a uh, kind of a, a old theologian. Uh, he wrote a complete commentary on yes. the Bible in 1706. Yeah, he's older. And when you're reading it, sometimes you're like, oh, this is this yeah. is put in a strange way. <laughs> yeah. And uh, just as in, you know, in my weird world of I like to collect old books. Uh, yes, you do. I have a 400-year-old copy of Matthew Henry, <laughs> which is uh, clearly 400 years old in, with the yes. condition that it's in. But yep. it's uh, old English, so it's uh, F, P's or F's and all that kind of stuff. But here's my thing. Okay. It made it like 370 years. Okay. And then somebody wrote their name in it. Oh, just <laughs> like isn't that just like got you? Know. Yeah, you know. So I don't know who had tainted, it for the first three hundred and seventy years, but I definitely know that there was a pastor in Saskatchewan, Canada. Saskatchewan, that had Canada. It about Dang, fifty years ago. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of funny, actually. But you love it, and that's all that matters. Looks looks good on the bookshelf. And shelf. and Not I find him helpful, helpful to read it because I think it's like you always say, you know, for every one guy that's alive, read. What is it, two dead guys? Well, no, that's, uh, I think that was C.S. Lewis who said if okay. you were reading. Uh, he was also should, now a dead guy. Yeah, you should read uh, for every one new live, like recent author, you should read two long dead ones. Yeah, I think that's why. Because the, and even this was even his thought process was because the dead guys can't go wreck what they wrote by the way they live. Right. Whereas the new guys have the opportunity to kind of mess things up with scandals or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, saying heresy or whatever right. it might be. So even in my commentaries, I kind of stick to that a little bit. Yeah. But um, anyways, moving on, the end of verse six. Your judgments are like the great deep. Man and beast you save, O Lord. Mm-hmm. So the judgments are like the great deep. We can't fathom the depth yeah. of, of the Lord, of his judgment, but we trust him. And he saves man and beast. I love this. So why would he save the beast? The beasts can't even praise him. And yet he shows us that he still cares for them. Yeah. So how much more does he care for us who he like sent Jesus to die for? Yeah. And that's the proof that dogs go to heaven. Okay. 
No. <laughs> that was not, like, I was not expecting that. It's, it's apologetic question. Apologetic. Will I see my dog in heaven or my pet cat or my hamster or my gerbil? I always thought those were really funny. I know that there are people who really, really the love their animals. Here in the Psalms, the psalmist says, God saves the he animals. He saves the beast. Yeah. There so, you go. Well, that's, there you go. I would assume there's animals in heaven. Well, I don't know if them. our dog will be our I dog. I do love our dog. Or if there will just be German shepherds. I don't know if it'll be our dog or if it'll be just <laughs> okay. German shepherds that, in perfection. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, going on. Yeah, Verse 7. How precious is your steadfast love, O God. The children of mankind take refuge in the shadow of your wing. I love this. It's, his mm. love is precious. We take refuge. So not just, well, we do. We are on the side of the cross, so we have Jesus. We love this. But it says here specifically, the children of mankind take refuge. So they take refuge they find abundance and delight. They are safe. Yep. They are satisfied. They're taken care of. And there's joy in the shadow of his wings. Right. Um, so on the in there's two ways that people can look at that shadow of the wing, right? Yeah. Are you going to talk, talk uh, about that? No, I actually wasn't going to touch on that. But so, you, right, that would be great if you could. There's the, the gathering of baby yep. birds under the wings of the protective yeah. parent or whatever. But uh, in the tabernacle at the temple yep. the cherubim were above That's with right. their wings over the ark of the yeah. covenant right so there's protection and we know the there's cherubims in heaven yeah uh that's just clearly laid out to us yeah mm-hmm. yeah thank you for that uh verse nine they feast on the abundance of your house and you give them drink from the river of your delights i love this picture in your mind mm-hmm. you're just like where there is no want there is no pain there's only trust and Joy, yeah. contentment. Feasting is good. Feasting is good, yes. For without um, heartburn, it is good. <laughs> For with <laughs> you is the fountain of life. In your light do we see light. I love that because mm-hmm. without Jesus, we don't have eyes that see, yeah. right? We don't see. We Our eyes are darkened unless we have the light of Jesus, and then he gives us the light to see light. Yeah. Without him, yeah. we cannot yeah. Um, verse 10, oh, continue your steadfast love to those who know you. So now David's turning uh, into a plead, right? He's like, he's praying now for um, the Israelites, other people, yeah. right? Continue your steadfast love to those who know you, to all those saints who love you. Continue to be steadfast. Let your righteousness continue to the upright of heart. And yeah. then he turns it to himself and he starts to pray himself yeah and what is he doing he's saying let not the foot of arrogance come upon me nor the hand of the wicked drive me away so he's pleading here first for all saints to experience god's favor and grace Mm -hmm. to know god in sincere faith like these aren't people who are just going to church every sunday and saying that okay i'll give jesus an hour of my time but their faith isn't real no he's praying for the saints the people who love god who experience god and then he prays for himself like don't let me fall away yeah. Right? Like, keep me. Yeah. Keep me on the right path. Do not let me become arrogant because mm-hmm. we know that once that happens, like, sometimes it can be a slow or fast, I guess. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Um, and don't let the wicked drive me away. Yeah. So protect me. Mm-hmm. Keep me. And then verse 12 is a little bit of a warning to us about evil, right? It's uh, what's coming up. Yeah. There are evildoers. There the evildoers lie fallen. So this is past tense. Right? Yep. He's saying what's to come. They are thrust down, unable to rise. We know that evildoers have an end. Yeah. And it, this clearly says that they are thrust down. They don't choose to lie down. 
They are thrust down and unable to rise again. This is something that will happen to them that they do not want. Yeah. But they cannot change. Yep. Yeah. Um, so this is the warning, right? And that there will be rejoicing when the wicked are thrust down forever. So I, th- I find this one kind of ended on a heavy note a little bit um, where he talks about, you know, he starts off with sin and, and what wicked looks like, then talks about the steadfast love of the Lord. He's unmovable, how we're protected, those who know him. And then he goes into a prayer saying, uh, praying for the saints. Yeah. That they will always know God's love and always be in his presence. And yeah, then yeah. for himself, that prayer of keep me, keep me true, keep me with you, keep my eyes on you, don't let me be arrogant, don't let me fall away. Yeah. And then ending with, with the evildoers, what will happen to them? Yeah. So verse 11 okay. and 12, just something that I'm looking at here. Verse 12 says, there the evildoers lie fallen. Yes. So there is a, f- is a place or a time. Yeah. Which would make you think that this is right, you know, whatever was right before. That's what the there yeah. is referring to. Yeah. So continue your steadfast love if you go up to 10. Yeah. To those who know you and your righteousness to the upright of heart, let not the foot of the arrogance come upon me. Yeah. Nor the hand of the wicked drive me away. Right. There, the evil evildoers lie fallen. Is it? You think that's saying when the foot of the arrogant or the hand of the wicked actually separate us from God, hmm. that there is where the evildoers will be found out. Like as in, you are thrust down, you, unable to rise. Where you, where you are, those actively who, drawing those who appeared to be. Uh, in the kingdom of God. Oh, yeah, I see where you're going. But then are drawn away because of the foot of the... From arrogance and the foot <laughs> of evil. Sorry, I'm, I didn't realize I'm like, I read something and I'm like, you're like wait a minute, and now I'm meandering. on a tangent. You and your tangents. Not let the foot of the arrogance uh-huh. come upon me, nor the hand of the wicked drive me away. Right. There, the evildoers lie fallen. Like, if you were pulled away, you would be an evildoer, and that's where you will fall. You'll be separated from. It's not that the foot of the arrogant or the hand of the wicked tries. It's mm-hmm. that they actually succeed. Yes. Right? Maybe. Yeah. All right. I don't know. That's, uh, uh, that that, and that's why we want to do works. this stuff, right? Yeah, it's yeah. because every once in a while you read something and, and I've read this psalm before and, yep. and I read it to prep and we did all of this and you did your study and we're just sitting here and you're reading that and I'm going, wait a second. Yeah. What? Right. Does like, that mean this? So when I was reading in the commentaries and, and trying to dig deep, it was just saying that there will be rejoicing when that happens for those who are true in faith, who are true and yeah. still found in Christ. Which, right? opposite side of that, yeah. you would assume there would be sorrow for those that are torn away. Yes. Crushed underfoot. Right. Which is exactly what this passage is saying. Yeah. And, and it's... Yeah. It's, it's a harsh end, I think, too. Oh, uh, yeah, 100%. Um, but then we don't always know, is that where it ended? Like to the choir master, so was this a song? Or did it yeah. continue on to the next one and they're just breaking it up? I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah. I see that process in terms of how chapters were made. Is this one complete song or thought or poem? Um, or is it part of one? Because Psalm 119 yeah. is, is quite massive. So maybe this is just one, and that's how it ended. You know, kind of like how sometimes we end on a dissonance <laughs> in a song yeah. or oh, whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then it leaves you to think, to ponder. Now, yeah. now. Well, this and this is, one is a lament, right? Like it is. So it there, is, it yeah. is known as a song. That's that is, true. 
like a despairing, to lamenting think kind and of to thing. sit like, in your sin and to realize what it costs, yeah. and then to realize that this yeah. is like singing, like it ends like a song hmm. that you would, you know, you, you know, I love those, you know, like Lord of the Rings, that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah. It's like when they return to the halls of Edoras after the Battle of Helm's Deep. What do they do? They sing to the fallen. Yeah. Like, let's yeah, remember, so there's let's a bit remember, of heart wrench in there. Let's remember the ones that have fallen. And is this that? Is this what verse 12 is? Is saying, hey, like, mm-hmm. we know what's going to take the people away from us. It's the foot yeah. of the arrogant and the hand of the wicked. That's right. And, and, so give that no place so then, in your life. So, yeah. So then we, right? then we realize, like, hey, this is what has to be put to death. We can't let our pride take us in arrogance and, and then which will draw us into wickedness. Yeah. No, absolutely. So then... That brings me to the close, which I was going to ask the question is, what do you need to make right? Does sin break your heart? And does it lead you to repentance? Are you brought under the shadow of God's wing into goodness and grace through your repenting and clinging to him? And what do you have to do so you can? If you're not there, what do you need to do? What changes? What repentance do you need? Because that's what he desires for you. My encouragement is don't wait another day. He longs for you right now. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining us in our conversation today. If you've enjoyed the podcast, you can always subscribe, leave a like or comment on our social streams, or even tell others about us. And we want to thank you for actually doing that. Um, We can slowly see uh, the reach of the podcast spreading out around the world. Yeah, it's exciting. And uh, thank you for that. Uh, we, We look at the the metrics and we are like, I don't know who you are in Tennessee and Virginia, but you, your state is listening more than other states. So hmm. thanks. Cool. Thanks. I've always Tennessee wanted to visit Virginia. there. <laughs> um, we've had some correspondence with folks from uh, South Africa and Switzerland yeah. and, yeah. and you're looking for some Bible study stuff. So I've been working with some uh, uh, college professors uh, in the, our, a local Bible college nearby. So we, we're going to probably add a little bit of a, uh, a study aspect to some of what we do in the near future which we're excited about so um, thanks for sharing it thanks for sharing your thoughts on what we're doing with us we we actually like that yeah Uh, we appreciate any help in getting connected to people who are interested you can find us online at discipleship.ca and on facebook and instagram have a great day hope you can join us next time until next time